We are back, my friends, and today we are talking about a very significant but not talked about enough topic among exhausted moms, and that is how we tend to choose sleep over sex and friendships. Yes, it is now. The data is in. That is what we are doing. We cannot hide it anymore. I got exposed to this information from a platform called Motherly, mother.ly. It's an online parenting platform. And I first heard about it actually through Carrie Media, which is a weekly newsletter for working moms. There's not a lot of resources out there, great resources out there for working moms, but Carrie Media is doing a fantastic job. So I want to give both of these platforms a shout out. They are led by working moms and they're doing an amazing job. But the on the homepage right now of Motherly, has the 2023 State of Motherhood Report. And this is an annual survey. It's aligned with U.S. demographic data. So it gives you kind of a good overall view, broad view of what mothers are dealing with in America. And the motherly CEO, Jill Koziol, I'm not sure how you say her last name, Koziol, introduces the report saying, these findings continue to to validate that today's mothers are parenting without adequate structural support. And we know it, but we have never, we don't really put a name to it. And I think that this is, this report is really, really key. There are many findings in it that I want to kind of dig deeper in, but here are a few of the findings. Nearly half, 49% of all moms report feeling burned out by motherhood. And there are many pieces to that, I'm sure, but that is a, a very telling piece of data. The big one that I wanted to draw out is that the frequency of sex among moms with partners has also declined since last year with 54% of moms reporting that they are having less sex than they were a year ago. And 60% of these moms are having sex twice a month or less, which is significant because there are many pieces to this puzzle as well. And what it says is the main reasons for this include adding a new baby to the family. We all know that there's a postpartum process, but I don't believe that that is just within the first six weeks postpartum. I do believe it's within that first year. Adding a new baby to the family, 65% and not having enough time. How many times do we say that? Which is 53% of the moms that were surveyed. Also, moms are finding other ways to prioritize self-care, with 51% reporting they prioritize sleep over socializing with friends and family. So it's not just physical interaction with your partner, it is also your overall community is, is, is being affected by this exhaustion that we're carrying around. Specifically, too, sleep among black moms continues to lag behind white moms with only 60% of black moms saying they get six plus hours of sleep a night. Moms are struggling with sleep. This is really, really important. And plus, just besides the healthy benefits of, of healthy, pleasurable sex, including these benefits that support us in our exhaustion, I, I might add, but there's also a a key piece that our relationships are struggling with our mate, with our community, and this becomes a deterioration of our relationship and our support for our kids as well. So in our mothering, are we causing more suffering because we are so exhausted? Let's get into this today. 
Hey mama, are you way too busy to figure out what you actually need for your health? Do you wanna make sustainable progress in your health goals while also feeling at peace with your body? Maybe you just feel stuck. You dread getting dressed in the morning because, well, nothing fits anymore. Hey, I'm Lou, and wherever you are, we're going to love your body to health. As a mom, wife, and trainer, I like to debunk popular culture to help you find research-based, sustainable habits. We're moving out of overwhelm and into empowerment. Wherever you are, fill up that water bottle, lace up those shoes, because we're about to move your health. Let's catch up, friend. Okay. In the competition of sex versus sleep, it's already challenging that sex happens usually in the bedroom where we sleep. And there are so many social pressures to have sexual, healthy sexual relationships with our partners and our mates. And between sleep and sex and child rearing, these have created a roller coaster ride for all of us, including me and my husband at times, there are so many ebbs and flows of life and seasons and times, and we've struggled, we've had relationship challenges, we have starved our intimacy, but we've also learned to co-parent and we've also learned to respect each other's sleep needs. And we're still learning to make time for intimacy physically, but also emotionally and relationally. And During this podcast, I'm just talking to you as a mom. I am not a psychologist or relationship counselor. I'm a mom. I'm a personal trainer. I am a wife. And I do think that this is such an important topic for many of us exhausted moms. And I just, I had this thought the other night because definitely I think maybe at least once this week we have traded sleep for sex (laughs) and, and, How many times have you had all the fun ideas of connecting with your partner, even look forward to the moment, and then the evening happens when dinner was late and rushed because all of the activities that you were running around, grabbing kids, whatever you were doing between work and home, and the kiddos are arguing all and all over the place, tearing up things, pushing back bedtime, need to clean up all the things. We're completely exhausted after all that, emotionally and physically. And we sit and we open up our work laptop or we start to search, surf social media and it becomes 30 minutes. It becomes an hour. It becomes three hours. And then we realize we're way into the night and we're having to get up really early in the morning because we still want to get in all the things. And we know that we're going to be late for that too, for example, just to throw that in. But we haven't showered. We haven't done anything to get ready for bed. And there is no way that all those fun ideas that we were having of connecting with our partner, with our mate are going to happen. And so I just want to kind of put us back into that situation that happens almost daily for many of us. We're exhausted But I also want to kind of consider, once again, the benefits of healthy sex with a committed partner. The first is important important to nurture sexual health, particularly for women. It's important to have arousal. It's important to to nurture your libido. It's important to have energy. And libido and energy come from great diet and great exercise. You know it's going to always boil down to those foundation, healthy habit foundations, especially with me. (laughs) Uh, But healthy sex creates intimacy. 
It boosts immunity. It lowers your blood pressure. It improves your heart health. It gives you better sleep. I can't tell you how many times I have slept so well because uh, because we had that time together. It relieves stress. It decreases depression and anxiety and certainly loneliness, especially as within the marriage. And of course, it, it increases libido as you frequent come back to it again and again and again. There's also the the benefits of healthy sleep. And we all know those. We have boosted immunity. We do need sleep. We need, we can have a healthy weight. We reduce our risk for heart disease and diabetes. We reduce stress and improve our mood. We have better focus and clarity. We have better relationships, better decision-making. So they do go hand in hand. But many times there are daily hurdles like bathing. It's important to bathe early. Um, creating a true sleep schedule, getting off of social media, creating better boundaries with work, or maybe there's physical hurdles that we just leave unaddressed, like there's pain or discomfort, or there's low libido, low desire, uh, there, or there's relationship sags. And there's, it's just one of those roller coaster times, those ebb and flow times where you're, you and your partner are just off, right? Well, I'm just going to talk a little bit quickly about how we start to get it all in. And yes, there was a pun intended there. (laughs) I'm being a little risky with this one. But anyway, to get sleep and sex, we need to, number one, have a solid bedtime routine. I talk about this all the time, it feels like, uh, but for ourselves and for our kiddos. And why this is so crucial is that it's going to alleviate all the decision-making that happens. Your mind is going to start going, 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 going in the evening already. You're going to take this part out. We need absolute clarity about our bedtime. This, there should be no hint of, of ideas of what needs to happen. Write it down by the minute, and it should not be more than three or four steps, right? Super, super simple, bare bones. I brush my teeth. I grab my vitamins. I take a shower. I, you know, get lotioned up, put my hair bonnet on and I go to my bed. If, if that's what you need to do, if you need to write out all those things, but write out all the things that you need to do, that your kiddos need to do and put a timestamp on all of those things, right? We need to know how much sleep we need. So we need to know what time we're going to wake up. That is the number one key to knowing your bedtime is knowing what time you're going to wake up because what are we going to do? We're going to subtract seven to nine hours. I usually do about eight hours from that and make sure that our bedtime hits that time. And you need, we need to know what that bedtime is for both us and for our kiddos, depending on what time, how much time you need to get to, to, to get to bed, put your bedtime routine after your children go to bed. So my kids go to bed at eight o'clock. What I like to do, I actually, I'm separating it out these days. I'll go and take a shower when I put them to bed. And then I will finally tuck them in at eight 30 so that I am really heading to bed by nine, right? So I'm in my bed by nine o'clock. Just, that's just an idea. The second is we want to encourage intimacy with our partner and our mate throughout the day constantly. 
that means allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. So we really want to nurture our attraction with one another across the the kind of realm of parenting and being the working boss and all the things that we do, all the hats that we, roles that we play, we definitely want to be connecting with one another as well. So nurturing that attraction throughout the day. I put my husband's photo on my phone. He, he has my photo on his phone. It's something that we've done recently. And it really does just remind me of how, how amazing he is. I found a great photo of him and I just love looking at it during the day. And he's he has his favorite photo of me on his phone. And I, I just, I think it's just the best. Um, we have honest compliments with one another. So we're a lot more, I try to be a lot more gentle in our text exchanges. And and truly, if I'm grateful for something, I, I, I try to verbalize that, um, that we find time together. So it's important that we learn more about one another in our time together. I, I have printed out different questions into par- partner questions, questions to ask one another to just learn a little bit more about what makes you tick, what, what, uh, you know, what inspires you in the relationship space, what, when a, you, a person seems to have a healthy relationship with another person, what do you admire about that? Can you point to anybody that, that has a great relationship? What do you, what do you see in that? That we've asked all sorts of questions, back family history questions, all sorts of questions. It's just fun to learn more about the person that you're with because that continues the, the creativity and the, the learning and the nurturing of the relationship. Also, we try to talk about in tandem with that, try to talk about things other than the problems, because we always have problems to talk about and that we have to communicate more to incorporate this. So it's really important that you kind of begin that conversation of, hey, what's going on? Or what do you think about, you know, other things as you are talking about problems that are happening within the the family or anything else and actually it relieves those conversations those problem solving conversations because you're not coming in with an attack mode you're really coming in as a teammate and we're going to figure this out together and then i also like welcoming physical touch that's non-sexual that we both enjoy so i enjoy you know when he puts his hand on my back or on my elbow or you know, leans in for a kiss or hugs me, just squeezes me from the side if I'm cooking or something like that. But non-sexual touch is really important for that connectivity throughout the day as well. Also, as moms, it's really important just for ourselves to fill up with joy every single day as much as possible. Joy gives us energy and it pours out, back out into our relationships. So as we fill up with joy, we have a tank to work from. And this is a daily discipline. As much as we, I talk about hydration, as much as I talk about movement, it's really important that we also have joy every single day. I call it the joy vitamin. I definitely encourage people to to find something three times every single day that reminds them that they are grateful to be alive, that they are grateful for something in this world. So fill up on joy every single day. The third thing, I think this is the fourth thing. I got my numbers wrong here on my notes. (laughs) The fourth thing is to exercise, uh, which will encourage self-confidence, not just libido. You will 
you will definitely encourage your hormonal health, which will encourage that sexual desire, but also it will encourage self-confidence. You will understand your body's capability. You'll understand how you're growing, how you're getting more nimble or more strong. You can begin to appreciate things about your body that you didn't see before. And that translates to so many things when you're talking about being vulnerable with another person physically. So exercise is something that I think is very important, especially when you're talking about also exhaustion and needing more energy. Exercise and sleep go hand in hand. Sleep is very important for recovery. Exercise is very important for keeping that hormonal health going. And then the the last is to regularly have sex to further encourage libido. So many of us, we think, oh, we'll catch up on the weekend or we'll catch up next month or we'll catch up on the vacation or something like that. But that's not how our hormonal health works. That's not how libido works. It actually is something just like if you're eating vegetables or something else healthy, what you're, what you're creating momentum with in those healthy things, they your body desires to do the same thing again and again and again and again. And it will create a desire to do that thing again again and again and again. So it's important to go back to sex again and again and again and again and again. I'm sure some people will be excited about that. But also when life is crazy, maybe you have to schedule. You have to say, we're going to We're going to make time on Monday and Thursday and Saturday or Sunday or whenever it works for you all. But definitely make sure that you don't lose that that lifeline between you and your partner and and the pleasure and the fun of of that connection with your partner. So hopefully this is helpful for you. Uh, There's so many things from this report again that I would love to dive into. But that was a big one that when I saw that 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 percentage of people that were just really kind of losing out on, on vital relationships and vital activities that encourage relationships. Uh, Also, I was just kind of thinking socially replace social media with real time connection with others. This is so important, especially for if, if you're in certain parts of the day, you know, you're completely exhausted. If you're not connecting with your mate or your friends, it's really important that you're replacing social media and times that you, or maybe even work with connection time with your partner, your mate and your friends. Okay. So this is just a gentle encouragement If you have questions or would like to connect with me, I do have the online Facebook group that is Body Habit Rescue. So facebook.com slash group slash Body Habit Rescue. I would love to hear from you there. You can DM me. Otherwise, I hope all is well. Let's move, friends. Thank you so much for listening. If it was helpful to you, please pass to a friend or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews are so supportive to me and to others. I read every one. Until next time, let's move, friend.